this podcast is about business and personal development and everything else going on in the world. Uh, this is the podcast for the everyday hustler who's you know looking to unwind after a long day. <laughs> yeah, so join us on our journey as we become better in business. And pretty much just better people in general. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Off The Hustle. What's going on y'all, Samari? This is Jared. And we're in, another, we're in there for another episode, ain't we? So yeah, I think we're at episode 10,000. Feels like it. <laughs> Tonight. <laughs> uh, so this should be episode 12? Yeah, I think so, man. Yeah, so today we're going to touch on something uh, personal. Yeah. Uh, and our own personal growth. We're going to talk about uh, your state of mind. Yeah. So, you know, we I know in past conversations we've discussed, you know, your self-esteem and definitely took a deep dive into that. You know, giving, you know, our listeners a, and our viewers, uh, a dive, an in-depth view of what we have been through. You know what I'm saying? Just from battling, you know, probably, you know, developing our own personalities and mm-hmm. our level of confidence and now on this episode, we're taking time out to go through those different channels of emotion. You know, how do you be, how are you able to calculate how you feel and how you go about those feelings and how we, um, how do we find ways to move forward despite, you know, either we're in a good mood, we're in a not so good mood, you know, we're kind of having those, um, those moments where we're having those mental blocks and and how we're thinking and how we're feeling about ourselves or about what is taking place, you know. So I feel like this is something that's very important for not just someone who is a hustler in business sense, but someone who is, you know, a hustler to evolve their way of life in reference to how they think and how they feel, um, especially about themselves, but definitely the environment around them. So. Yeah, and this one was really, really something that, uh, coming from a sales background that I had to learn a lot in a professional sense because your state of mind can change instantly by what your last customer said to you before moving on to the next customer. Mm, really? And you could be bringing that negative energy that uh, Jane Atkins had. I'm, I'm just keep rolling with that name. <laughs> Jane Atkins. That Jane Atkins had and, and putting it off on John Doe because, you know, John don't deserve it. He just got here. He just got it. So you got to understand where your personal state of mind is and learning in this episode, we're really going to cover like the different types of state of mind, uh, some of the things that help us become aware of our state of mind, uh, ways to improve it. Uh, and at the end, I actually do have an exercise for you guys this time where you can talk about uh, how you can control what state of mind you're in and how to switch it instantly. Yeah. So just starting out uh, so you guys know we are not licensed therapists or psychologists. <laughs> Got to throw that out there. Um but we're going to talk about the six states of mind that are generally spoke about uh, when people talk about state of mind. Uh, so we're going to talk about more from a personal standpoint. Uh, I may have thrown a couple of business references in there, but we're going to speak from a personal standpoint. Uh, the first one is probably the one you want to strive for, uh, and that's your rational mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, your rational mind is kind of like being right in the middle and being aware of all of your emotions and knowing exactly who you are in the moment, what will trigger you, what is triggering you, and why it's triggering you. Um, 
it's kind of the ideal. It's what you want to strive for. Yeah, it's like the ideal level of, it, it, I guess, like self-mastery is how I see it. Mm-hmm. You know, being able to understand at, you know, the situation like you mentioned, understand where your emotions are, how you feel about what's happening, uh, either to you or either around you, and being able to make a sound decision on either how to move forward or make a sound decision on how to go about that, you know, that scenario, that topic, whatever, you know, pretty much you're able to um, channel your energy and channel um, your actions, you know, the most effective way that's not either harming you, but is able to, you know, help you move forward um, no matter what. And that's how, that's how I see it. You know, I'm not, you know, my guy Jerry here, you're, you know, he's more of the, um, he has more expertise in reference to the psychology world. But I know for me, I've been able to take, you know, time over my life, you know, and be able to really get a, um, a good look at how I either reacted or I acted into, you know, either, um, engaging with someone or how I felt by a certain situation and being able to know how to really either how to channel my, my emotions or my energy in those type of scenarios when they come up again or understanding, hey, that I don't want to be in this situation anymore. So if it does come away, this is how I can be able to, you know, re- you know, take myself out of that. And, you know, that's pretty much kind of like how I see rationality. And then the second state of mind is like that anxious state of mind. Mm-hmm. And it's like when you're on edge, you're afraid that everything's going to go wrong. It's not really fearful. It's like on the step of fearful, mm-hmm. right at anxiety. So it's like, oh, something's going to go bad. I don't know what. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of like on that pivotal point of you don't know. It's like you're teeter-tottering a mm-hmm. little bit between fearful and Ugh, something else. It's For kinda, me, it's kind of rough to explain because I, I'm not a, I'm not an anxious person. Mm-hmm. So when I get in that state of mind, I realize it instantly and I fix it. I, uh, for me, um, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like a, a, a I was I may or may not be no I may be wrong maybe right, but kind of like in the same atmosphere as like being nervous. You know, for yes, yeah, being nervous because I know there's been times where I've had to pitch new ideas to groups of people, businesses, and, you know, that's never really been a, up to, like, more more recent years, it's not, it hasn't been a strong point. You know, the only reason why I had to, the only reason I've made it a priority to work on that in recent years is because I knew in order for me to create a business, any kind of business, it didn't matter what kind of business it was, where I had to be the face of it, where I had to be the brand of it, it was going to require me to work on my sales um, techniques, work on my uh, my level of engagement, mm-hmm. as well as being able to become transparent to where people can be able to see the uh, authentic version of who I am at the you know at one hundred percent at all times and make myself relatable. So you know when the, so I had to go through those pain points and I you know from time to time I still go through them. Where you know I'm, I know that especially when I know that I'm at the peak, I'm I'm getting close to that successful moment that I've been working hard to strive for for so long, that it's like, hey, when you get in front of these people, win, lose, or draw. You probably you guys have probably heard me say this a number of times, and I and I'll say it again because I kind of actually live by this: win, lose, or draw, give a hundred percent. 
that moment of where you're anxious, that's actually the you're on the door. You you're actually in the, the in front of the, the front porch of the next level of where you want to be. And yeah. for, for me, I know I've had to really have some real tough moments of battling being anxious and being nervous about you know messing up or you know fumbling the ball or whatever. So I had to really just kind of be true for myself and understand that hey, this is a, a emotion that you you probably have to continue to deal with going forward. But this is how let's work on some ways to channel it. Yeah. yeah. And then the next one would be like uh, a very common one mm-hmm. that a lot of people don't realize they're going through uh, until it's, you know, to the there mm-hmm. is like a depressed mind state. Yeah. And I really won't dive too deep into that because I think a lot of people know mm-hmm. uh, for themselves what a depressed mind state feels like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, it's like a downness, a sadness. It's like feeling like you can't get back up. Mm-hmm. It's like a feeling of, oh, yeah. oh I've been beat down. I, I can't get <laughs> on the from here. And for me, that's what it feels like. So a lot of these, we're going to speak about how we feel when we're in these mind states. So for me, it feels like I've just been beaten and then, like, I'm down. Like, honestly, it's been times where, you know, I had to, and I've told you this before, uh, where I've had to just, you know, sit down by myself, shed a tear or two, shake it off, mm-hmm. get up and keep rolling. But that's when I know I'm in that mind state when I feel like, man, everything's really hopeless right now. Mm-hmm. And for some people, uh, you you just got to go through it and ride it. Uh, for others, they may have to get help with it. Uh, but I know for me, my way of dealing with it is I just got to, allow myself to embrace it in the moment yeah and i and i was asking i'm glad you mentioned that because that's exactly what i was going to say in, in a way where you have i feel like out of those different states of mind that we you know touch on on in this episode i feel like depression is one of the few where you actually cannot avoid it you have to go through it you like it's like it's pretty much just like if you know that episode where you ha- it's, it's an episode that you cannot skip over. It's mm-hmm. one of those challenges that you cannot avoid. This is not where like you're playing a video game and you, or you're on a computer playing, going through a module and you can press skip or whatever. Yeah, right now. And no cheat codes for and, that one. And no cheat codes for that one. You have to, like, when you're depressed, you have to go through it. And it's not because you have to go through it because you don't want to look like a sucker or whatever. Like, it's not. Like, you're at one of the most, um, you're, at, you're in a state of emotion in the state of... I said vulnerability. You're exactly correct. Vulnerability. You're so vulnerable that there's no, there's nothing that can help you from the exposure of how you truly feel. You know, mm-hmm. you, you know what I'm saying? And that's something that where when you're in that moment, you need to go ahead... To, I feel like one of, for me, what has helped me in depression is not trying to avoid what's happening to me but but come to accepting acceptance of that this is what's taking place this is how i feel and but eventually i will have to overcome and i will have to move forward no matter if i like it or not and on this one i kind of want to skip ahead a little bit and touch on some of the other things that we're gonna mm-hmm. jump into but this one is kind of deep so i kind of want to yeah say this now mm-hmm. for someone someone here they don't have to wait to the end to hear it when you are in a depressed mind state acknowledge it you yeah. have to track it track how long you're there track how many times you get into it you have to label it you have to be able to be you know honest with yourself and say this is how i'm feeling right now and i know from our community uh people that look like us mm-hmm. that's a little bit tough thing to do like you said you don't want to come off as a sucker you don't want to come off as weak but 
this is one of the ones that's a real challenge for people because if you don't address it, you can't get help for it. Sometimes, sure. sometimes you're not like a person like me who can just go through it, embrace it, and just come out on the other end and just be like, whoo, that was a rough patch, but I'm good yeah. now. Some people need additional help, and mm-hmm. I've had friends who've needed that that came to me, and in the moment, I didn't know how to help them because I didn't know my own mind state. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to help myself. But once I was able to, you know, address, okay, in me, this is how I feel when when I'm when I'm feeling what you're describing. This is what helps me. Mm-hmm. Hey, try this. If that don't help, brother, maybe we need to get you some additional help. Yeah. And I know a lot of people aren't going to want to hear that, but you know, we're in a, a time now where sometimes you got to talk to somebody. You need to get that additional help. Get it. Uh, and then the next mindset we're going to talk about is uh, one that I think is confused with the others a lot. Uh, I see where you're going with it, too. It's anger. Yep. And the reason I say it's confused with the others a lot is because sometimes you'll feel one of the others, mm-hmm. and you don't know how to label it for yourself. Yeah. So you instantly go into anger. You'll, you'll feel down and be like, I'm not down, I'm mad. Yeah. No, brother, you might just be might be depressed. And one thing I realized, and this is, you know, I can relate to this, um, hey, there ain't nothing wrong. No one is perfect in, in this world that we live in. You know what I'm saying? The difference that the difference that makes it, you know, look like it, it may be possible that someone's perfect is the fact that some in comparison to yourself. The only difference between you and the next person is that you may be still struggling on how to channel on how to channel your emotions and how to gauge it and how to navigate through those waters. And the next person may just been they may have been in the same place as you or probably even worse. But if, but at some point they made a, they made a decision to learn about themselves mm-hmm. and learn how to work on themselves and what they need if they can, if, and make that decision of hey either I know how to figure things out myself or I need I, I know I need to go to a therapist or I may have to go to you know a clinic or whatever I may need to go to a support group whatever the case may have been they made that sound decision so I feel like with anger. I feel like this is one of those state of minds where if you don't address, you know, either your past or address your current issues or challenges in your roadblocks, this is what builds up to that state of mind of anger. A lot of times, mm-hmm. myself included, I've been, I've found myself very angry in, a, in an episode of whatever's happening, either around me or in or to me. And when I look back on it, when I had to reflect, I have I was like, man, this is not happening because I was just I wasn't just angry about that one moment or that that just that one thing that happened in that compounded. Yeah, it was something that was that had compounded interest over time, and I never addressed up my past or I never addressed yeah I never addressed my past or whatever, and that's what led up to me being angry in this moment, and that's why I highly suggest to our listeners and our viewers out there. That if you're going to, if you talk about self-development, personal development, whatever you want to call it, it's very important for you to really address any aggression, any roadblocks that you may have in your past. Whenever whenever you feel the time is right. Or I, in, in my personal opinion, address it even when you don't feel comfortable because that's, a, that's one of the main ways that will help you grow is to step outside your comfort zone and really address things when you need to address it. Not always about when you want to because sometimes when you want to, maybe too late. Mm. 
You know what I'm saying? So I feel like with anger, anger can also be something that happens in that one moment. But a lot of times there's a lot of there's a lot of roots to anger. And if you don't go ahead and cut those roots and you know go ahead and dig them out the ground and get in, in, and build and, and re solidify your soil. You know, I'm kind of talking from a plant, I'm, I'm, you know, from a plant standpoint. But if you're not really doing that, then guess what? Those roots are going to still be there, no matter how much try to, no, no, no matter how many seeds you try to plant and try to grow new things. There's going to always still be that. And it's soil. Yeah, it's going to always have that bad, that, that negative base, and you just got to address it. Yeah, and then just going from like personal standpoint, there's a lot of times where you know, like growing up how I grew up. And this isn't like a sob story or anything like that. Because, you know, I don't believe in that. So it's like a lot of times growing up, you know, I didn't grow up with my dad. So yeah. I would, when people would bring up, oh, my dad made me mad or, mm-hmm. you know, their father figure upset them. I would get in a mode of anger at them mm-hmm. where I'd be mad. I'm like, bro, what you complaining about? Mm-hmm. You, you got somebody. What you complaining about? And I had to, honestly, as I grew up, I started to realize it wasn't that I was angry with them. Yeah, it was really a, a a mindset of depression. Yeah, cause I was I was sad that I couldn't have that emotion that they were having. Yeah, like I've never had the chance to be upset with my dad for embarrassing me or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Sorry, stuff like that. <laughs> uh, we try not to cuss. I'm sorry, hey, man. It's, oh, hey, but hey, I yeah, did rate us as mature, just in case. Thank but you. for for stuff like that, man, I I couldn't at the time at a young age. You can't really label it correctly. Yeah. But as I got older, I started to realize when I felt that frustration, it wasn't anger. Mm-hmm. It was a form of depression that I was showing as anger because I didn't want the other person to see that their complaint about that was making me sad. It was easier to show them what you complained about is making me mad, not making me sad. Mm-hmm. And because and, and it was a way to help people around me cope with the way I was feeling. And, I, and as I learned out later on, that's not... That's not healthy. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm making myself feel something that I'm truly not feeling to make everyone else more comfortable with that emotion. Yeah. So uh, that brings us to our next state of mind, which is, I like to say it's the one where you can do the most growth, but also do the most damage to yourself. Mm. Uh, it's that fearful state of mind. Yeah, and I like how you say that, man. So the reason I say it's the place where you can do the most growth is because when you're fearful, those are the times when you can take risks, you can challenge. Uh, fear was also, what's the phrase? That fear is uh, facing. Oh, man. Uh, I, oh, I can't remember right now. <laughs> lost a blank, bro. Look up Les Brown, type in fear, yeah, exactly. and he'll tell so, you exactly what fear I know, stands when for. You said when you was like, when uh, you was going on, I already knew you were talking about that. Yeah. So, yeah. so I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now because I'm so deep into this. But when you look that up, you'll see exactly what he says. Fear is that moment where you can. Uh, Les Brown likes to say, get hungry. Mm-hmm. That's where you can get hungry when you're in that fearful state of mind because you have two choices at that point. You can fight it or you can run from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually got our research department. He typing it in now. <laughs> yeah, me. <laughs> <laughs> false, ex- false expectations appearing real. That is fear. Yeah. Uh, so when you, when you are in that moment where false expectations seem real, that's when you have to either address them or succumb to them. And in that fearful state of mind, uh, in my past, what I've come to realize is that's your only two choices, really. Hey, and I'm going to be real with you guys. Look here. Ain't nothing wrong with being scared, man. Nothing. (laughs) Absolutely nothing. (laughs) Hey, like, honestly, I've 
you know, myself also, I've, you know, I've grown up in a community where it's good and bad. And I honestly believe that every community has uh, a yin and yang, you know, you know, negative and positive. That's how things stay balanced. Um, and unfortunately, I've, you know, I've seen people make a lot of dumb decisions, you know, which is possibly, you know, some of them have possibly, you know, cost them their lives you know, or, you know, or precious things that they had lost, such as family and, you know, a great future or whatever, because they did not channel the the fear state of mind as they should to make a sound decision of coming to the conclusion saying, Hey, I'm actually scared right now. Mm-hmm. Let me let me sit my tail down somewhere and figure and, out and figure this way to move. And figure this thing out. But you know, they wanted to use it as a moment to be, you know, the the champion or the underdog that's going for the, the glory and try to be that person where it's like, hey, I can prove myself wrong or prove someone else wrong. Where I know I'm, I'm in reality, I'm scared, but I can't show it. So let me move forward with trying to, you know, attack this fear this way. And then it, it, it led them in a position to where they're either no longer here or it led them in a position to where they got a lot of regret. And, and, and what and, I want to add yeah. to what you're saying, not to cut you off, but I want to add to this because it's very important that people hear it now yeah. is that what Amar is saying is when you're in that fearful state of mind, He's not saying this isn't a time to be bold. No. He's not saying this isn't a time to be the choose. champion. It's the time to calculate. Yes. Is this a moment where my skill set and who I am right now can shine? Yeah. Or is this a moment where my skill set and who I am right now could fail? Yeah. And yeah. is my fear justified? Yeah, because, you know, like, even for me growing up, like, I've made, you know what I'm saying, I've had my fair share of moments where I've been scared and I've still took, you know, took the challenge on and took that moment on to really prove myself wrong. And I've come and I've came out on the other end, you know, as the victor, you know, as the, you know, victorious one. And there's been some times where I've played myself and it's just like, bro, as you get older, especially you're, you're, especially as a, uh, either a late teenager or uh, you get into your young adulthood it's very important for you to really gauge those, um, to really gauge and monitor what scares you and what doesn't, and 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 there's levels to this. It's not it's, it's it's not it's not it's not just no it's not just a oh this is one level of it's only one and true level of scary. And if it doesn't if it go if it doesn't meet that quota, then guess what? Let me go for it. It's like nah, no, we got level one, two, three, all up to affinity, and it's like. But as you get older and as you get wiser and you learn more about yourself and you experience things in life that you didn't before, new levels of fear come into play. And it's all types of fears. All different types of fears. That's a great point. So it's like but the but what I would hope me, you and anyone else in our community uh, get a firm understanding on is being mature enough and being wise enough to make that sound decision of when to hold and when to fold. Hey, it's nothing wrong in, in, in the game of poker or any card game where it allows you to have a hand on a, and play a, and, and play for a pot of money or anything. You have to know when to throw the cards in and say, hey, this ain't for me. And you have to be able to say, you know what? Let's go for the gusto. This is, this is where that state amount of fear is where you have to be able to really become a master of of figuring this thing out. And sometimes you may get it wrong, sometimes you're gonna get it right. But nevertheless, 
you get stronger and you are able to live with the decision that you made in that moment. Now, that's just that's just me. This is from Amar to y'all. And I hope you guys understand that this is to help you grow, not to hold you back. Because even the most, you know, the person who you think is the deadliest person, the person who you may think is the architecture of combat or whatever. They fear something. They fear something. You know what I'm saying? They either figure out a way to either keep it tucked in, hide it on the layers of of <laughs> of defense or whatever, but they figure out a way to not let it show. But they and they also figure out a way to address their fears as well. So usually got I feel like we all have to do the same thing. And then the next one, uh I'm actually gonna tweak us a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. The next, I'm gonna do three more mm-hmm. after this to make it a total of nine. Because mm-hmm. I realize a lot of the ones that we're tackling now are kind of like the bad ones. Yeah, I do want to throw in some of the positive, positive states ones. of yeah. mind as well. Yeah. yeah. So the next one is gonna be a rebellious state of mind, mm-hmm. which can either be good or bad. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like when you think my way is better than the way that I've been told. Now, I, I really don't have anything wrong with the rebellious state of mind. Yeah. Uh, I use it quite frequently. But the thing you have to be mindful of when you're in a rebellious state of mind is that you are in a moment of rebelling against what is known as the mainstream mm-hmm. or the mainstream way of thinking or the mainstream way of attacking a problem. Uh, and in this state of mind, you also have to be aware that there are some things that you are going to do that others are not going to agree with. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a way of thinking that can be dangerous because those who don't agree with you are going to let it known that they're not agreeing with the way you're thinking right now or the way that you're moving right now. Mm-hmm. But in that state of mind, you got to channel it. You don't want to start because of my, in my opinion, from my experience, a mindset of rebellion can switch to a mindset of fear, switch to a mindset of anger, and switch to a mindset of depression and anxiety really quickly And if things don't go the way that you picture it in your mind. And I'm glad you just said that right there because that's why I was going. I was actually going to add that, that same notion into it where where you think about everything that we just spoke on um, in, the, in the exact chronological order. It is in that order for a reason. You know, from rebellion to from being rebellious to being fearful, to being angry, to being um, depressed, to being anxious, and leading up into rational thinking. You know, every single every single um, specific state of mind that we just we talked about just now, it adds on to the next one and the next one and the next one, and they're they're leveling they're leveling up into the point of you reaching rational thinking that which is where you want to be. You want to be most times, you know, of course, you want to be there all the time. But as you're, you know, on your journey, you're trying to reach that peak performance. You want to be at least be able to make it um, make those moves to where you can at least be there majority of the time. Now, some of the other mind states I want to miss mention may not be like clinical mind states or mm-hmm. anything like that. Yeah. These are just mind states that I've experienced in my life that I think that other people can relate to uh, and are more positive. Yeah. So you also have like that mind state of conquering. Yeah. Uh, and I don't mean that is, you know, other people failing or defeating other people. It's like that championship mind state where you feel like you're on top of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a mind state of joy mm-hmm. where you're just genuinely happy. And now these, though I say they're good, they can also be bad uh, depending on how they're used. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a mind state of honesty 
where a lot of people say, well, honesty is a thing. Well, I feel like honesty is a mind state because there is a place where you can hit what's called rational honesty or radical honesty gotcha. where you're 100% honest and that can technically should be good, mm-hmm. but if used in the wrong way, can be bad. Uh, there is a mind state of energy. There's a mind state of, you know, of just being joyously energy, of being hype, hyper. Those are different mind states as well to me. They may not be clinical mind states, but they are mind states that I've experienced, that I've learned to channel and use when needed. So it's like if you're an actor, you have to know what emotional range you need to tap into to you know get a certain point across. You also need to do the same thing with your mind states. You need to know what mind state should I be in right now. Though we say the rational mind state is like that even kill and I'm thinking perfectly right now. You may not need to be in a rational mind state right now. You may need to be in a, a mind state of fear when you're closing. You know, I, I don't like to go into negotiations with a mind state of fear. But you may not need to be in like a, a mind state of energy, of high energy. You need to be in a mind state of joy. You may need to be in a mind state of of being anxious. Maybe that maybe for you that the anxiousness mm-hmm. is what puts you at peak performance. Not saying that's healthy. But you have to know what, what, what it does for you. Like for some people, like um, many soldiers I'm talking to uh, in my in my past, they say that mindset of fear will keep them alive because it keeps them on edge. It keeps them listening, hearing, because your senses do different things when your body feels a different way. That's why you got to learn how to channel the good and the bad of your mindsets because you can, if you're a professional athlete, sometimes you got to channel that mindset of anger so that you can tap into that, that because when you're angry and you feel like you're at the brink and the breaking point, you hit this inner thing within you where you pull something out. You didn't know you could, you could pull out. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and to add on to that, <clears throat> I truly uh, want to say that, you know, that's the, that's the reason why rational thinking you know, being rational is kind of like, you know, that, you know, that peak moment because that represents you truly knowing yourself and how you t- and how you use your emotion and use your mindset in different kinds of moments that mm-hmm. you experience. You know, being able to know, hey, as Amari, I know how to use I know how to use my 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 level of anxiety in these specific moments, I know how to use it in this moment here. I know I know when I'm depressed. I need I know this is what's going to help me out continue to move forward and not remain in one place. I know that when I'm I know if I'm in ever in situations where you know it where it need be. Okay, hey, bro, we need to go ahead and tap into the anger, mm-hmm. and this is how. And when I do get angry, I know how to use it correctly and to how where, to get out of it and how to get out of it correct. To where it does not get me, it doesn't trick me out of my, it does not trick me out of my position, you know. And the same thing for you know being rebellious. Saying you know, I think um, rebellious is something that we're definitely experiencing, you know, right now, and especially in this pandemic where a lot of people are kind of used to reacting, reacting, and living a certain way. We're we're going against the gauntlet, and we are challenging ourselves to grow and expand our mindsets, expand our way of life, and and still create uh, new opportunities for ourselves where some people may uh, doubt 
us, not because they don't like us, but they may doubt us because of the fact that they are still used to our older way of life. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you know, all that goes into how we look at ourselves, how we treat ourselves. And, you know, and I say that, you know, ourselves mainly because in order, until you actually master how to treat yourself and how to love yourself and how to, you know, champion yourself, you can't go out externally and champion anything else mm -hmm. because you're still lacking within. So it's just something to be mindful of. And one thing I kind of wanted us to touch on because you guys know on this podcast we like to share a personal along with some of the advice we give. And this in this case is not really advice. It's just things we've learned about ourselves as we've grown. Mm -hmm. uh, so I kind of want to just ask each of us to share like that moment. And it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be the right moment. What was one of the moments... Not even recently, but in the past, for us, I'll just say, let's go back to college. Mm -hmm. What was one of those moments in college where you started to become aware of your mind state and channeling it correctly? Because I know for us, that's what we did a lot of growing mm -hmm. during that time. So for you, what was it? Uh, honestly, for me, I, and I'll even go before college, um, where I really, truly understood that I'm, you know, some people may be, you know, familiar with the poem Evictus. And, of course, I'm part of a fraternity or whatever, so I'm not, but, you know, neither here or there. But being the master of your fate and captain of your soul was something that was important to me even before I even learned the poem Invictus. Um, and I didn't even know that specific phrase uh, specifically. But when I was in, like, middle school, I had, you know, I finally made... A decision to really champion myself and take full control of my life, and the reason why, the reasons that it led me to what led me to that was for one, I was um, hanging around people, you know, hanging around people that you know I still care for, still you know, love them dearly, but they wasn't helping me improve myself. You know, when you know my mindset is on a certain is on a certain level. And not to say I'm I'm above them at that time, but my mindset was while I'm you know, let me take a step back. So I'm at that time, I'm you know I'm no longer playing sports. Um, you know I'm, I'm no longer playing. I'm not really playing sports. I was playing sports, but I wasn't playing sports as you know as I was before because I was starting to dive into music, and I found myself shifting more towards my musical musical abilities versus my my athleticism. And I started to, but with that shift, I was starting to learn more about the world. I was starting to experience new things that I never did in Atlanta <laughs> because of that. And I was growing. I was blossoming into the person that I was meant to be at that age. And unfortunately, you know, some you know some of the people that I hung out with, a lot of people I was hanging out with, it just like the, the mindset started clashing. The interest started to clash. You know, and the things that, you know, we see, we deem as important was, you know, it we was on the same level anymore. So as I started to separate from them and become my own person and started to go on my journey alone, it was like, okay, if I'm, if I'm going to do this, we're going to do it 100%. And we're going to have to really understand who we are as a person in this world. Mm -hmm. I know it sounds like it sounds, it may sound crazy to, to, to give that story in reference to who I was as a 11-year-old, 12-year-old, but this goes back to episode one when we were just having a conversation. 
I'm hey, I'm I'm always I've always been a person where I'm taking time out to have those moments with self. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And where I'm at at now has helped me. It still helps me so much to be able to say, okay, let me get some let me get some alone time and just really like reflect on what's going on or what's been going on. And that's always been like that. So you know, going up to the years where I've you know my middle school years, my high school years, and even my college years. I've never been, you know, I've learned to really go on your own path. And no and no matter who you who or what you associate yourself with, you got to be able to be willing to pull the plug no matter how much it hurts if it means saving your life. Man. Because with me doing that, it did save my life because I have friends, those some of those friends who I was hanging out with at that time, some of them ended up dead. Some of them ended up in in prison some of them are you know neither one but they're not they have their regrets about how they how they live their past life because you know they miss they either overlooked or you know took they didn't take advantage of opportunities that was in front of them because of them following the the crowd and in and, and trying to actually be buddy buddy with everybody versus just be your own individual and it's just like, you know what, which one is more important for you when it comes to your end goal? When it comes to your end goal, especially when you're an adult now and, you, and you're thinking about this, I'd rather be, I'd rather say as an individual, I'm willing to make these moves. You know, if that means sacrificing, you know, detaching myself from a group or from a entity that I, you know, no longer believe in or whatever. So it's just that, you know, those are some tough decisions, but that's very important when it comes to you getting to the true prosperity of what what life you want to live. Yeah. And I know for me, it was, man, it goes way back. Uh, when I start thinking about it, it kind of goes back a little bit before college. College is when I really started to become, a, not aware of it, but mm-hmm. tweak it mm-hmm. and start tinkering with the different mind states and how I felt and acknowledging. Really, that's where I start putting labels on them. Yeah. I think okay. Pre pre college is where I started to to track them. Yeah. So I started to realize, uh, maybe I don't feel the way I think I feel. Mm-hmm. Maybe I feel like this instead. Because uh, and you know when I went to my transition from middle school to high school was from the neighborhood middle school mm-hmm. to a uh, magnet school for everybody across the county. So it went from hanging out with people that I've known since third grade second grade people I've grown up with mm-hmm. when you look at it that way people I've grown up with just switching to hanging out with who were supposed to be the smartest kids across the entire county and not that I didn't identify as being one of the smart kids I also I blended in I you know in my head I was like well why do I gotta go hang out with the smart kids I'm doing fine where I'm at I'm mm-hmm. you know and people kept telling me you wanna be challenged I'm like I don't care about challenge <laughs> My friends over here. So, and it, it started to open my eyes to how I was feeling in the moment. Because there'd be days where I woke up and I was just angry as soon as I woke up. But I started to realize, and it wasn't an immediate realization. So, I'm not going to pretend like I just woke up when they was, oh, I don't feel that. I feel this. I feel no, it was, it was over and over and over and over. So, those who don't know, uh, my best friend growing up, still the best friend to his dad, called my brother. Uh, David, he would come by because our schools were across the street. Mm-hmm. And me and him hung out literally every day. So 
So he would come by on his way to school because my house was on the way. He stopped by my house, we eat breakfast, and we walk to school together. So that's how close I live to the school, just so y'all know. So Oh yeah, man, Augustus. Oh, so I was pretty close. <laughs> uh so yeah. on the walk to the school, you know, I'm hanging out with the dudes I grew up with now. Mm-hmm. So it's it's fun. I'm having a good time. I'm joking. We got our own inside jokes and everything. And then as soon as I walk into the school, I'm angry. I'm like, man, why am I here? And, I, and for a long time, I thought, man, this place just angers me. I hate hanging out with these people. But it wasn't that. I was truly just depressed because all the people that know me and truly know me and hang out with me for me are at the other school now. Yeah, it's like you have to. It's like you. It's like a separation. It's like when yeah, you, so it's like I'm living two lives, and it, it's kind of like that. It's really it was culture shock mm-hmm. to be for real because now I'm hanging out with a lot of different kids from a lot of different backgrounds, mm-hmm. uh, whether I want to or not. Got to. So that first year when I was there, like I did horrible in school, mm-hmm. not because I wasn't getting it, but because I truly didn't want to be there, mm-hmm. and I felt the easiest way to get out of there. Was to just flunk out. They'll send me back to my zone school. Which should have worked. But my teachers didn't let that happen. So and they see, actually made me stay. at the. They pulled me to the side. Said hey your grades are below. What the school requires you to say. But we believe that you should be here. You see, yeah. And I'm angry the whole time. Because I'm like you making me stay. I really don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. And it actually took one teacher pulling me to the side. And saying hey. I, I know your family. I know how you grew up. I know the people you hang out with. Mm-hmm. I can tell they're good dudes. Uh, at this time, this is after us. You know, we're good dudes at that time. So, you're good dudes. I, you're doing the right things. He said, and they pre- she pretty much told me, I get that you don't want to be here. But you got to understand, this is an opportunity. And that's when it started clicking in my head that maybe I wasn't angry. Because in all honesty, I started to cry. So I'm like, you telling me I got to stay? Mm-hmm. I did. I, I failed. I, I did what you said I need to do to get sent back where I need to go. And they were like, well, you technically didn't fail by much. So now we can choose to keep you. And that's when I realized I wasn't angry. I was depressed. Yeah, and a whole school year had went by. And I'm like, yeah, I'm really I'm, I'm depressed. I don't want to be here. So, yeah, and then I had to start channeling it into other stuff. And that's why my sophomore year of high school, I started running track. I started running cross country. I started doing JROTC, doing the Raider team, and da da da. I started forcing myself to get involved because it was the only way that I could channel it in my head that, okay, how can I get out this, this anger or this depression that I'm feeling? Okay, through doing stuff. Yeah. And that's why I started doing stuff. But college is where I truly started to play with my state of mind. That's how I like to say it. Yeah. So there'd be days when I was down and. You know, I didn't feel like being down, but I, I'm like, oh, really, I'm not feeling it today. But I get up and you know, all right, cool, we got to get it, we got to get it, we got to get it. And I hype myself up, go to the union, and I'm hanging out with everybody. And now I'm joking, I'm laughing, I'm having a good time. And people are like, well, look, you're having a straight day. But when I go back, my roommate's just like, hey, bro, I thought you, you weren't feeling it today. I really wasn't, bro. I just had to, I had to force myself through it. I had to fake it, fake it till it felt right. And that's how I learned that you can actually change your states of mind. And at that point, it wasn't like a, thing that I did mm-hmm. it was a way that I, I knew I had to to fit in yeah so it started out as just a way to fit in That's and it kind of transitioned into okay I can use this mm-hmm. this this is this isn't a a coping mechanism this is a tool yeah and and and, and I and and 
what I get from your story is a direct reflection of how of how how a person initially goes through a changing moment mm-hmm. that they're not used to. You know, starting off with the rebellious side, you know, the rebellious state of the mind, really, you know, trying to go ahead and go against the grain for whatever reasons and see if that's going to help them escape. And then, you know, addressing and then understanding that and then facing fear. And that kind of goes, you know, rebellious and fear can kind of go hand in hand because people can rebel because they're actually scared of something. Mm-hmm. They're scared of the change that's actually uh, coming upon them. And when you try to find that is a strategy to try to, you know, find a way out of the school, at that time, and your teachers, you know, still, they seen what was going on with you, and, and with them making that sound decision to say, okay, you know what, we're going to we're gonna, we're gonna keep Jared, because we know Jared has the ability, he just don't want to be here, but we know that, we know his parents know, you know, that's, that's, this, this is the best thing for him, so let's work together to see how we can make him, help him, you know, um, adjust, and then continue to stay here at the school. And then, of course, throughout time, of course, you're gonna have those episodes of being angry and being depressed. But you, but to help cope with that, you found outlets to mm-hmm. to stay active and to continue to move forward and stay productive, um, versus being stagnant and just be soaking in your feelings. So that's when you got into track and got into other uh, extracurriculars, you know. And then going to college, you know, you're still going through those those previous you know states of mind all yeah. simultaneously. But now you're going through a moment of, of anxiety because now you're in a moment where it's like, man, how am I going to fit in? How am I going to make it through the day? Yeah, so you, at that time, yeah. for me, most of the people that I was talking to was either still in Augusta or went to the military. Mm-hmm. Or, so um, really, when I got to got to Southern, I only knew four people. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah, you look worse, but no, but for me, I went from knowing, but you know, Augusta kind of small, so you go from knowing everybody to knowing four people, and it's like, yeah, dang, okay, yeah. and all the people that's hitting me up, telling me about the good times they having over here, the good time they having over here, mm-hmm. because they went somewhere where more of the people they knew went, mm-hmm. and then you got people in the military who don't talk to you for like four months, they yeah. get out of basic, and then when they get out of basic, now they got like eighteen new friends. And you sitting here like, man, it's been four months. I only met like three real three people that I really rock with. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's something wrong with me. And you slip back into that mindset of depression. Now 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 you you fearful, you depressed, and you're anxious. Mm-hmm. So and then like you said, and then after a certain point, you have to fake it till it feels right, which it's for some people they can't do it. And honestly, I wouldn't say fake it. I feel like you understand like I feel like even when we don't want to admit it, we know that we're actually growing. We're going through a new chapter, a new episode in our life that requires us to detach from certain things that we may have intimate moments with. So it makes us, you know, so it makes us go through those various channels, you know, either at the same time or individually and in order for us to survive. Not so much about faking it, but for us to make it just to the, through the next day. We gotta, you know, we gotta do certain things that we may not want to do in reference to, hey, put a smile on your face while you at work, <laughs> you know, while you, you know, what I'm saying, <laughs> you know, or maybe sit in the front row of the classroom, so just so you don't so fall, you gotta, no, so pay, pay attention, or so you don't fall asleep or whatever. No, I'll disrespect, I fall asleep in the front of the class, back of the class, <laughs> it don't matter. Yeah, see what I'm saying, but yeah. like, 
But, you know, but just, or, you know, or go to the, going to the student union to gather around other peers of yours just so you can be able to remain in somewhat a positive state. Yeah, and, and then, you know, that starts to, that it, that energy just starts to compound. Yeah. Because that's what it did for me. It started to compound as I got to know more people, hang out with more people, experience new stuff while I was at college. And you know, at a certain point, it was a time where I couldn't walk down the pedestrian without somebody saying, what's up? Mm-hmm. But, and I'm like... In my head, I was thinking, I only know, like, 10, 10, 12 people. But then as I'm walking, I was like, what's up, Jared, man? And they asked me questions about my family and stuff. And I'm like, oh, maybe I know more people than I think I know. Maybe this this has been working. And I wanted to say this has been working as uh, Mm. some of the stuff that I learned in some of my classes. Uh, Those who know, know I'm a psychology major. So when we talked about state of mind, uh, we talked about there are about one, two, three, four, five different ways to help you mm-hmm. uh, improve your state of mind. Uh, and where I'm going to roll them kind of quickly because a lot of them are self-explanatory. Uh, you got to track it. When you're feeling something negative, track it. You, If you need a journal, get a journal. If you want to take mental notes, take mental notes. But track it. Mm-hmm. What made you feel that way? Oh, you need to label it. I was going to say, and not, not, just, not just stay on the first one, you know, tracking it, very important. Um, you know, some of you, some of you listeners and viewers out there may be, you know, asking yourself, well, how do I track something? Well, how do I track my state of mind or whatever? You can simply ask us, you can ask yourself simple questions like, Hey, how do Hey, how do I feel mm-hmm. today? You know what I'm saying? How, how's my day going? How do I feel, you know, as of today at this time, how do I feel right now? You know, and you can really go from there about, you know, being able to track it and label it. You know, just to, to Jared's points. And then label it. You can come up with new labels. You can use the labels that we use today. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Even if you're in a good mood, you need to track it. Track what What am I feeling right now? How's my day going? Mm-hmm. I feel good. I'm joyous right now. Label that. You're in a mood of joy. A state of mind of joy. Because you need to know how you can get back into that state of mind. You need to know what triggers it. Uh, the next thing you need to do is stay cool and rebalance. So if you're feeling something negative, it's time to rebalance. Okay, I'm feeling angry. Now people are gonna ask, well, how do I how do I rebalance? You identify the problem. You have to. So if you're feeling depressed right now, identify what has you feeling that way. And then you have to state it. Say it out loud. The reason I'm feeling this is because of this. Because once you do that, then you can start to rebalance yourself. Because now you know what's making you feel that way. You know what the stimulus is. Now you can either remove it mm-hmm. or avoid it next time. If you know being around a certain person always puts you in a in a state of fearfulness because of that one thing they did. I'm not saying what it is, but that one thing they did. Now you can avoid it. You can go around it. You can you can start going. Okay, cool. So I know when I'm around uh, uh, Jane Jane Atkins. When I'm around Jane Atkins, I, I feel fearful because of last time I was around her, she made me feel this way. Okay, so the next time I'm around Jane, I can't avoid being around her, but I can limit the interaction. I can I can cut it down to just how are you, how you doing, and get out. But you gotta you gotta be able to label and track what makes you feel a certain way and identify it to be able to do that. Yeah, and I you know and you know and before I go into my next point. What I'm saying, and sometimes when it comes to you know conflict, you may also have to just address it. You know, saying so you just gotta be able to make that you know that calculation in your mind. And to you guys, I want you to understand. You know, with anything that you're doing for the very first time, or anything that you're anything that's new that you're not used to, you know, it's gonna seem uncomfortable. It may seem like it's time consuming, or whatever, but it's very important. And um, and I want you guys to be able to understand this. 
don't worry about, you know, put your pride to the side. Don't worry about how it makes you look. Don't worry about how people perceive, you know, you going through those stages of channeling your energy and be able to, you know, and, and, and gain the awareness of, of yourself. You know, what, what the thing that matters most out of all of this is you and how you master yourself. You know, don't worry about the world trying to master you. There's plenty, honestly, in my opinion, there's plenty of things that the world already has externally that, you know, that's trying to go ahead and tackle and take control of who you are as a person. The key, but a, a, a key thing to understand and, and always remind yourself, you know, if you ever tend to forget is that you are the master of your fate. You have to be able to know how to navigate your emotions and navigate your destiny. No one else is going to do it for you. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, even though there are resources out there like, you know, help self-help groups and, you know, therapists and uh, in clinics, those are resources. But at the end of the day, you have to put forth the effort to doing this yourself. And that's why, you know, I say this now, you know, especially after what Jared just mentioned because he gave a lot of great information out there I mean, just now. But be mindful that you have to understand that you may look to the, to the person on the outside or to the people and things on the outside looking in. You may look crazy. You may look like you're awkward. You may look like you are, you know, going through something major. To you, don't, to you, it's what you think about yourself is the most important thing ever. And the moment you start, start to take the stages to become comfortable with, with um, how you feel about yourself and how you think about yourself and things that are happening to you or around you, that or that's progress. That's that's um, progress happening um, towards mastering. You know that you know that self state of mind. And the last thing I'm gonna talk about before we go into our closing remarks, and I'm gonna make it really quickly, is actually an exercise mm-hmm. uh, that I was taught that helped me uh, be able to channel my states of mind very frequently. Uh, and I'm actually gonna say it now so that you can do it as soon as you get home. The next tomorrow when you're sitting at home or you know. Yeah, really tomorrow when you're sitting at home, uh, it'll be Saturday. Hopefully you won't have to work. Mm-hmm. What I want you to do is just lay on the couch and I want you to think about that one thing that just pisses you off. Mm-hmm. I want you to get in the mind state of anger. And when you get there, I want you to just sit in it. For like, get on a timer. Just get as angry as you can and sit in it for maybe like 60 seconds. And then immediately when your timer goes off, I want you to hop up. And the most excited you've ever been and just clap and just woo, yeah, I'm there. You got to cheer like you just won the big game to put yourself in that mindset of joyfulness, of of gratitude. Because then I want you to be able to switch it on and off. And you practice that maybe five times a day. Because what it'll do is you'll start being able to identify when you're in a whatever state you choose. Uh, I said anger because it's the easy one. You're in a state of anger. Okay, I'm angry now, but you'll also know how to trigger yourself into happiness and joyfulness and gratitude immediately because you'll know, okay, three claps, stand up, I'm good. And you'll actually feel it. You'll feel the emotion come over you as your mind state changes. And if you practice that type of exercise regularly, it'll teach you how to really control your states of mind. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. It helps me out going from... And there's been moments you see me get frustrated and I instantly switch back to joking, silly. And that's what I did to, yeah, did yeah. to practice it. I had to teach myself to. how to do that. And I actually, yeah, I'm actually doing it myself. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I have my, I have different ways that I, you know, kind of go about the same thing, trying to get the, the same result, try to master 
and learn how to you know trigger or learn what learn what tr learn about what triggers me and learn how to you know um, how to channel it and how to really you know uh, monitor and manage it you know so I'm gonna definitely take you up on that one I'll let you know how that goes um, and for me I want to say that in reference to you know exercising your your, your state of mind really uh, don't try to run away from it you know so this is kind of what I'm about to say is kind of like picking back off what Jared mentioned you know don't run away from it you know you have to address the energy that you that you're currently in or that you're constantly feeling you know and if you're constantly feeling something on a daily basis or a weekly basis you know if it's happening very common it's happening for a reason you know so you need to take the time out to really learn what's the root cause to it and really address it and try to see if you can rectify it you know that's that's one way to help yourself improve and not remain stagnant yeah so in closing i just want to drop the quote of you know remember who loses when you don't win uh so when your state of mind is keeping you from winning remember who's going to lose because you choose to feel that way yes it is your choice you choose to feel that way uh, because you can work to make yourself be able to switch your states of mind because your, your brain is a tool that you use uh, and your emotions are also tools that you use. Uh, so remember who loses when you don't win. This has been Jared. Hey, man. And, and for my closing remarks, I just want to tell yourself, I would tell all you guys, you know, love yourself um, before you expect anyone else to do so. And, you know, and I say that because this is very, this ties with all the different emotions, you know, from being um, anxious to being oppressed to being angered. Uh, angry, you know, having fear, and even when you're on that, re you know, that risky, rebellious side, you know, this all taps into reaching that, that told that, in my, for me, this is, you know, the, the golden trophy for me, which is, you know, 100% love, and the best love, no matter what you think it is, is, is self-love, because in order for you to receive love, you know, from anything or anyone else, you have to be able to master love for yourself, so, Learn how to channel your emotions. Learn how to navigate those waters, and no matter and no matter how hard it gets, keep trying, keep moving forward because you never know. One day you will master it, and the and the worst thing that you will want to happen is, is you give up the day or the moment right before you hit that trophy and reach that pinnacle. So keep moving and love yourself no matter what, because in order for anything else or anyone else to do so, you have to love yourself one hundred percent. And that's Amari. Peace. Peace. We almost forgot to tell you, we're actually on every major platform. And uh, if you guys got a chance, uh, wherever you're listening right now, just give us a rate and review. Yeah, definitely. You know, hey, Apple, we own it. Spotify, we own it. Google, we own it. Breaker, we own it. <laughs> the list goes on. So make sure continue to support us. Check us out on every episode and give us your honest feedback because just like we mentioned from the beginning, we want to continuously get better. And with what we um, provide with you with, con with content each episode, so give us that honest feedback. One star, two stars, three stars, four stars, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> you know, it doesn't really matter, but we definitely look forward to giving you feedback. Uh, and follow us on all social media platforms at Off The Hustle Podcast. As soon as you start typing Off The Hustle Pod, we will show up. For See sure. you guys there. Peace.